Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. Now on Wednesday, Anne-Marie tuned us into T.G. Cahar to watch part one of a new series and what followed was not just a revelation, but a highly entertaining and educating story of love told through the lens of Irish history. Because filmmaker Paddy O'Shea has written and directed Scaelta Grana Heron. It follows the tales of love and romance that changed not just the lives of six couples, but the story of Ireland. It's a heartfelt storyline spanning hundreds of years on this island's history. And to learn more about each of these romances, which play out over a six-part series on TG Cahar, Connor caught up with Paddy, whom we last met on the balcony of the Montanotti. Paddy, I think the last time we met was looking at the fantastic view that you get from the Montanotti Hotel and also saying congratulations, and it had nothing to do with making a film. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you getting on? Yes, indeed. Well, we're still married anyway. That's yeah, the thing. well done. We're in our third lockdown, so maybe if you could count your marriage in lockdown for the first two years, we'd be doing very well. Okay, so you've had so. three honeymoons already this year. Well done. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, yes. It certainly felt like that. It's all good. But we also know, actually, you have another mistress that, of course, is as a writer, director and producer of work for the screen. We've had you on before. We've been talking about why is there anything instead of nothing. We also know about The Tree Keeper. I would describe that as an eco-thriller. But people don't know, or by the time they've heard the two of us having a conversation, they'll certainly know that you're you're behind a six-part series for T.G. Cahar. And funnily enough, it's all about love. Yes, indeed. Myself and uh, Derek Nagel is the producer from Bow Media. Yeah. Rupert McCarthy Morrow shot it, and I wrote and directed it. It is Scaelta Grana Heron, or Ireland's Greatest Loves, and yeah. we take a look at some of Ireland's biggest historical figures through the lens of love. <laughs> and so it is six love stories of iconic characters in Irish history who have had an impact on the world we live in today, on the Ireland that we live in today. Well, it's had an impact on me. I admit that I am a committed romantic. Last Wednesday night, turned on the television and I sat back and got completely hooked into the story. From the word go, look, everybody knows. Everybody knows the story of Michael Collins and Kitty Kiernan on the big, huge screen. It's been all over the world. But when you dig down deep into the kind of style of documentary that you make and the amount of research that you put into it, you find out that there's a lot more to these love stories. For that much, the country is grateful. I loved it. I love the way you reproduced, colorized the photography, brought stuff to life. And, And this week, you're doing it again. Only this time, our two 
Starstruck lovers are Robert Emmett and Sarah Kern. Yes, <laughs> and they truly are starstruck lovers. I mean, this is Romeo and Juliet. It really is. <laughs> like Robert Emmett, the, the, both of them were so young. Robert Emmett was such an idealist, and he was so so ahead of the times. He was fifteen when he went to Trinity. He was so intelligent. Wow. He was fascinated with maths and science. I would equate him to a, a modern day Elon Musk because he was fascinated with science and physics and maths, and he also was obsessed with building his own rockets. So, I mean, <laughs> if the man was born today, I'm sure he would be doing science and and changing the world. But yeah. back then, he grew up in revolutionary times, and he turned to revolution and to try to give people in Ireland a better life and the Catholics in Ireland in particular to try and give them their freedoms and their civil rights and at that such a young age doing so much work and so busy he still found time for love <laughs> I mean you know people complain today they can't get a date they can't go out they don't have time to meet somebody well all these stories show that all these people were doing so many big things and yet they still had time for love. So how does he find love in a girl from Newmarket? Well, Sarah Clarn, born in Newmarket in County Cork, but raised in a house called The Priory in Rathfarnham in Dublin. Ah. Her father was an eminent lawyer at the time, John Philpott Curran. Yes. And her brother, Richard, was in Trinity with Robert Emmett. Yeah, yeah. And went to the Priory for one of these nights of discussion of poetry and of politics, political discussions. And... Sarah would have played the harp. She was known for being a, a harpist and in it, saw her and fell in love at first sight. And Sarah wasn't too interested at first, but he won her over. As time went on and their relationship progressed, she too fell in love with him. And at his most dangerous time in his life when he was after setting up an uprising in Ireland in 1803 and when it failed he was hiding and on the run yeah. they got engaged and they were meeting in secret and sending coded messages and secret love notes to each other despite the fact that he was the most wanted man in Ireland she was 21 when she was meeting him in secret against her father and family's wishes and of course yeah. if she was caught or discovered yeah. she would have been arrested by the authorities Yeah. Okay we have to leave it there we don't want to spoil it for everybody on Wednesday night they'll have to find out something Absolutely, for themselves yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there's loads more stories there. Incidentally, you were telling me you've done an awful lot with some of the paintings that were involved in this because there wasn't a lot of photographic material. Yeah, we did a lot of photograph work in Collins and yep. Kiernan, and this time around, because of the period, it's the late 18th century and early 19th century, we turned to paintings, and we picked out a selection of paintings from that period that would have been, of the time, of Dublin City, Cork, and we animated them and brought them to life to give people a new look and a new feeling of the time through these paintings. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're really excited to share them. Now, by, I suppose, half past nine on Wednesday night, people will only be one third of the way through a series, a six-part series, if they've caught two already. Tell me about the other four pairings that you've selected for, for the series. Yes, of course. The next episode after that, is Oscar Wilde and Lord Alfred Douglas, Bosey. Yeah. So Oscar Wilde, at the height of his fame and success as a playwright, was having a scandalous affair with Lord Alfred Douglas. Wilde himself was married with two kids. Bosey, Lord Alfred Douglas, his father, was becoming aware of this relationship that was going on, and he, he was the, the Marquess of Queensbury, and he was determined to bring Wilde down. And so it's the yeah. story of Wilde, and his love affair, and the drama that was caused because of it. Yeah, well, there you go. And the Marquis of Queensway rules didn't rule, I'm afraid. <laughs> Very true. <laughs>
You also have Quina Artillery. What a classic yes. story that is. What a great classic and very Cork story yeah. about Queen Artillery, about Art O'Leary, who is buried out in Kilcray Abbey. Beautiful spot, and recommend anybody to visit. And of course, Eileen Dovney Connell, who was the aunt of the Liberator, Daniel O'Connell, she fell madly in love with Art O'Leary. She saw him on the market square in McCroom one day, and when he was murdered very young by the, by the uh, local sheriff, she composed the Queena in yeah. honour of his life, his story, his character, and it is timeless and ageless, and yeah. it has been called the greatest poem ever written in these islands. So it is one to watch, and it's, again, a different era, and again, we use paintings of that era and of time to bring into life. Unfortunately, I'd say one of your next pairings would disagree with you over whether or not it was the greatest poem ever written because <laughs> yeah. the next man is a poet himself. Yes, indeed. W.B. Yeats and Maud Gone. And when I started researching the story, I realised that Maud Gone was looking like she was going to outshine W.B. Yeats because when you start to look into her story, the amount of things she did and how busy a woman she was and how much she worked for the poor people of Ireland and for evictions and... She not only inspired Yeats to do some of his greatest work, but she inspired people of Ireland to stand up and to be counted and to, you know, free themselves. So yeah. she really was a powerful figure and a powerful woman. And, and the two of them live such long lives that there's so much story to tell that it's very hard to condense it into a half an hour documentary. But yeah, yeah. what is there is just fascinating. They were fascinating people and they, they were like two... They were like two stars intertwined. They just kept swinging around each other. They would fall out. They'd come back together. They'd go away again and come back. They just could not, you know, it was like they were fated to be entangled for for all their lives, you know. Now, speaking of powerful women, that's how the series will close. Yes, indeed. I think the series will close on our best episode with a powerful woman, Grania Wales, the Pirate Queen. We've all known the legend, but I feel our episode really gets into who the person was, who she was, and how she lived, and the time she lived in, because... It's very hard to get a grasp on the 16th century because it was so long ago and the records are, there's records there, but they're far and few between. But we had some amazing contributors on this episode and they really gave us amazing insight into who she was and what her life was like. Yeah, you're going back to the time of Shakespeare and all of the drama. Yeah, the the Tudors and the Tudors' conquest of Ireland. Yes, yes. When we started looking at it and when we started hearing from our historian experts, we realised how much it is like Game of Thrones. Ireland in the 16th century with the Gaelic Ireland and the Tudors, it was Game of Thrones. They both felt that they were equally powerful, although we were obviously punching way above our weight, both in (laughs) in the island and at sea. Yes. Listen, did you find the whole experience, obviously the amount of research, work, the amount of people that you worked with and all of that, do you feel richer as a result of it? Oh, absolutely. Do you know what? I feel privileged to tell these people's stories, to get Mm. an opportunity to tell their stories. You know, I was always a fan of Michael Collins and Yates and just to discover a deeper understanding of who they were and their lives and to be given the opportunity to tell their stories was just a privilege it really was you really start to realise how rich a tapestry there is in Ireland and how all these things feed into where we are today and how, how we you know the journey or the pathway the country took was influenced by all these people I'll tell you one thing I think any, anyone who starts to follow this series or who's already following this series not alone will they be entertained they'll also be educated a little bit of history real history rather than stuff that's being made up a little bit of escapism is good but I also think that a little bit of history done well is is good for 
our sense of place and knowing who we are and where we came from, as well as being yeah. entertained, you know, for a night. And look, when you look at history through love stories, everyone loves a good romance. Everyone loves a good love story. I don't care, <laughs> you know, how macho you think you are. Everyone will admit at the end of that everyone loves a good love story and everyone's looking for love. And this series shows that these people, despite how important the work they were doing or you know, how busy they were writing poetry or being the biggest playwright in the world, they still could not resist the pull of love and the draw of love or finding someone, finding their soulmate. And love just, it really conquers all. It, it takes people's lives and it's like, okay, you might think you're going to have a revolution, but love's going to have something to say in the matter, you know? Okay, Paddy O'Shea, obviously, you, you've been <laughs> lucky, been lucky in love. Well done on this. I just encourage everyone to set aside half past eight on a Wednesday night to continue the journey that you've already started, a journey that our country needs to take, looking back into the past and some of the greatest loves of Irish history. Scale to Grau Neheran. Paddy O'Shea, thanks again. Well, Lanagi Tijikahar Twitter agus bigi Faramach lahaigan strashin er Tijikahar gach kedin eglachur treishacht. Ach nis thon taumistig so gudi an taht an shachuing slán. Slán. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes Cork, fresh, flowery, and full of taste. It's at the root of what we do. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.